My name's Rad, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Hey folks, and welcome back to Transformers Tuesdays, the Transformers spinoff show where we talk about Transformers all the time and every time. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm going to be your host tonight, and uh, joining me tonight is... See, that's my John Barenthal after I watched like all six episodes of this. Like, you know that... I, I, I know, that, see, I had to do that because I, I figure at least you guys know what that is. But you know, you know what else I feel like? I, it's like if anybody's ever seen Young Guns when, like, Emilio Estevez's Billy the Kid is kind of trying to convince Charlie to get, like, pumped up while they're, like, stuck in a house that's, like, on fire and they're all getting shot at and they're all going to, you know, supposedly fucking die at the end of that movie. And he's like, come on, Charlie! Yeah! Yeah! And then they're all like, yeah! Yeah! And he's, like, shooting out the fucking window, like, yeah! Yeah! Like, that's that's kind of what it's like when you watch all six of these episodes. It's like you're not really into it. You think you're gonna die, and you're almost like in tears, but you're just sitting there going like, yeah, yeah, and you just keep fucking pulling the trigger. So you got to yeah. keep the adrenaline up, or else yeah, the show will like drag yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, it'll drag you down, kick you, and screaming. Yeah. So like, I, I haven't even mentioned what we're watching, but hopefully, if you clicked on this link, you already know what we're going to discuss tonight, and that well, they is know, uh, they know what yeah. we're watching. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Earthrise, uh, chapter two of the War for Cybertron trilogy, the Netflix original original anime uh, production. <laughs> like, just, yeah, I don't know why it's. You know what's weird? Like, and I, I double checked too because I was curious. The Japanese track was not available for this one, uh, like on Netflix. So, like, the maybe the Japanese I don't, had enough. They were like, yeah, they were like, yeah, it was like, uh, this is inferior quality, and we're not going to dub it. Like, they're, they're mad because uh, they couldn't have what Airazor have a dude's voice or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> was, no, whatever. anime denied. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, anime. Yep, the Japanese were like anime Janai. Thank you, mysterious disembodied voice of person who isn't on yeah, this yeah. show. I must flee. This <laughs> is like <laughs> Justin's getting recalled to Unicron every once in a while, but he's gonna come. <laughs> Justin's gonna get sucked his up. Word, yeah, word he's like, word. no, not yet. Like <laughs> he's like, I have more to warn you about. Uh, like, Here, take this golden disc, like, so you can tell them what happens. Yeah. Fucking, see, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna cut to the chase. Galvatron should have been like, <laughs> he should have come in and been like, "Do not get all hung up on that bitch, Ariel. <laughs> it's no good. It doesn't work out. <laughs> it's, it's no good, dude. It's no good, bro." God. So yeah, like Earthrise, like you know, six episodes on Netflix. It's made by the same fuck faces who made the last show. Like I'm not gonna go into <laughs> the formalities or anything. 
you know, somebody, somebody, somebody was interviewing him on a quote unquote podcast, you know, like one of those video podcasts on YouTube where everybody's got the headphones and it's like a quote unquote podcast, but it's, you know, in a Skype window or whatever. Right. And all I could think of was, oh, look, it's J.D. the fuck face or whatever, you know, because I was just like, you know, I don't I don't care. Like, this stuff is awful. So. Yeah, like. Uh, well, if you would listen to our, epi- our, you know, our episode on Siege, like none of us really like, I mean, like Justin kind of thought it was OK. And we were like, yeah. it, it was better than the, you know, the war for Cybertron Machidama stuff or I mean, not war for Cybertron, like Combiner Wars or Prime Wars trilogy Machidama stuff. Like, so it, it's better than that, at least. But like, it's not. You know, it's not much of a step up, and you know, we we will get into why. Obviously, like we 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 already can't contain our bile. Like, yeah, it's, it's too bad. It's too bad Justin didn't watch this because maybe he could have said some nice things about this fucking crap. But oh well. So, but but oh well, Justin Justin will just make co- color commentary in regards to our commentary throughout this episode. Like Justin, your role tonight is of like the toasty guy from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like pop up and go toasty (laughs) god no it's sad too okay yeah like getting into it like no it's sad too it's like some of these episodes were written by gavin highnight and he wrote he was a staff writer for cyberverse and he wrote actually like some of your favorite episodes like cyberverse like all well, maybe, maybe, stuff, maybe, like the... maybe he wrote some of the stuff that I thought was cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I, 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 spoilers. I, I think what I thought was cool was episode five, and I think I remember reading your uh, write-ups about advanced reviews and people saying it got good in episode six, which spoilers is the last episode, like. I don't think it got good in episode six. I'm like, I think there were some good things about episode five, but man, like, you know, you know what this was like? This was like, I don't know. People may not be able to relate to this because I know some people love that Jessica Jones show on Netflix and a lot of those Netflix Marvel shows, you know, and aside from Daredevil, I felt like I watched those out of a sense of obligation kind of much like I watched this out of a sense of obligation. And when I do that, it's you, you can't stop and you're not not stopping because it's so good you're not not stopping because if you stop you're never gonna fucking watch the rest of it ever again like ever so like yeah. like and 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 this was only six episodes and by the time i got to episode three i felt like i had hard binged 26 episodes of jessica jones like do you understand like (laughs) like my head hurt so bad after three episodes i was like you know what and it's like what is that like 60 minutes or something i was like dude bro i need a gandhi fucking lawrence of arabia intermission after those three episodes and i did (laughs) i took like i took like an hour fucking break and then i came back to it because it was like oh my god but anyway yeah let's do you we're just going to talk about like each episode at a time and then yeah like and I'm, not, I'm not even gonna happens. be okay. like 
Yeah, I'm not even going to be super formal. I'm not going to okay. read the wiki summaries. I'm just going to kind of briefly okay. scan over the summary and like summarize what happens in each episode. And, you know, we I'm sure we each have our notes for each episode yes. and, you know, yes. stuff as it comes up. And, you know, remind if I don't bring something up, just, you know, remind me. But OK, like, OK. OK. So the first episode of Earthrise takes place almost in I think it almost entirely on Cybertron. And we catch up with like Alita's kind of resistance cell after, you know, the people who were left behind, like, after Siege, after the Ark took off and was lost, you know, through the space bridge or whatever, um, Alita and her team kind of, like, free a bunch of Decepticons who have been, in, like, imprisoned by their own by their own side. Since the AllSpark is gone but from Cybertron, like, the whole planet is starving, so the Decepticons have been begun, like, cannibalizing their own. Um, Megatron is, like, they're trying to, like cast a certain amount of like you know i guess color on megatron's like you know morality or whatever because he's kind of you know he's in the down in the dumps and he um shockwave keeps advising him to shut down certain sectors of the planet to conserve energy or like you know pilfer their energy so like before he like shockwave is going to set another sector down Megatron goes and visits this, like, you know, energy processing plant. And all these, like, freaking hapless Decepticons are like, oh, my God, it's Megatron. Like, it's great to see you, sir. Like, you're going to save us and shit. And, you know, once Megatron sees, like, they're only producing, I think, like, it, he says something like 10% of what they used to produce. He has Shockwave, like, shut them down and, like, steal their energy or whatever. And then eventually Alita's team gets captured. Um, and, like, they get brought to Megatron. Yeah, Megatron, like, you know, has a like, little talk with Alita one where he wants her, he kind of wants her to join him. And, like, you know, she's obviously, no, I'm not going to do that. And then, like, she sees, like, what Megatron's been doing, which is, like, siphoning, like, other dis weaker Decepticon sparks to power the Nemesis, which is what they've been building to make, like, an exodus off Cybertron and track down the Ark or whatever. And that's pretty much what how episode one ends. And there's like a tiny little like stinger at the end of episode one where we see the arc floating in space. Everyone's deactivated and uh, double dealers team of mercenaries like discovers the arc in the middle of space. And he's, that's where like the cliffhanger of episode one ends. So like uh, immediate thoughts, Derek. Megatron is still the best part of this show because you are vicariously living through Megatron because he's like, what now, Shockwave? Like, everybody else who's still watching this fucking crap, he's like, what the fuck now, right? Except you're, you're, you're kind of with Megatron until you realize, and this, this is so inconsequential, I don't think you brought it up in the synopsis, Megatron is so down in the dumps that he's talking to the severed head of Ultra Magnus. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Dude? Ultra Magnus's ponage continues even after he's long he's, dead. Like, he's he's a hollowed out head, and Megatron's just like, bro, I have to fucking shut down all these sectors, and it really sucks, bro. And you think, like, he's having a heart-to-heart -heart with, like, one of his fellow Decepticons, and then they, like, pan to, you know, the, the hollowed-out eyes of Ultra Magnus's head, and he's like, it used to be good in the good old days, you know? And you're just like, what? I imagine the moment where they completely lost Steeljaw, or Zack, our buddy Zack, is when it's like he, Steeljaw gets a name drop, 
And they're like, oh, look, the Autobot Steeljaw. And you think, like, he perks up, and he's like, oh, boy, Steeljaw. And then, like, not, like, a minute later, you find out that, I think, Starscream is, like, torturing and frying the crap out of a little cassette tape and making it send uh, false distress signals because Alita's team is like, oh, boy, we got a... We got an alert from Steeljaw. Let's go into action immediately, Autobots. And then fucking it turns out it's all a, a ruse to, you know, lure them in or whatever to, to get them to, to rescue felt... a bunch of fucking repaint, remodels of the same old fucking assholes. Man, th- dude, like not only see this and this is the part of it that, that gets me is. I could tell from the trailer they doubled down on all the slow epic speak, which is super annoying. But you know what else they fucking doubled down on? Is like, man, all the the reuse of... Like, dude, there are so many red shirt Scotty refractor cog motherfuckers in this whole fucking thing. Like, I mean, they're, I think they outnumber all the product. Like, I think all yeah. the repaints and re-guys and all these guys getting shot up and whatever, like, what, what like, like, like how they make the joke, it's like, uh, what, Cyclonus and his armada or the thrust repaint of, uh, or whatever it is, dirge repaint of Cyclonus, you know, like, like all these little animation mistakes, like the quote-unquote animation mistakes to save budget outnumber the actual characters on this show. Like they can't like you'd think they would be able to model a bunch of like generic heads that didn't match anyone else what? and just even and it, stick those on top of people's bodies. But they can't even like they can't even model unique heads for characters who have them. So I mean like it, it kind of sucks because like even even as much as we criticized Impactor's arc in the last chapter or whatever, this first part of the trilogy, like he was supposed to be important, and he had an important death, and, you know, supposedly, right, in the context of the series, but yet they're beating the fuck out of and getting bashed by all these, like, Impactor clones, and it's like, they didn't even change anything. It's just, it's like Impactor, but he's got fucking Grimace purple Kool-Aid drenched on him or some shit, and he's like, hey, uh, oh yeah, or whatever, you know, I'm just like, it's not, it's the same dude, but it's just, different color like you, like you are you are like i felt so bad for like zach like steel jaw because like he he actually like you know i listened to when you know board with friends talked about siege and like they were they were more they were much more positive yeah, about it than yeah. we were and they were like yeah. you know this wasn't too bad but and then like you said they it's like i think i wrote in the bot talk thread it's like they offered zach like a piece of cake and he took a bite, and there was like poop inside the cake or whatever. Like basically, like <laughs> no, I I could tell because I'm like, because you know what was funny was I read I read his comments where he's like, oh boy, and then like two posts later he's like, oh man, and and I was like, oh, I wonder what that was about. And then so I, I it was a couple of days later because I think you guys watched it when it dropped, and I I waited until you know I was done with work, so I waited until you know Friday night or whatever, and and so I'm you know counting down the new year watching this fucking shit, and. I was just like sitting there going like, oh, okay, steel jaw. I bet you that's why Zach was oh, oh, that's why Zach was. You know what I mean? Like, because I was like, oh, that sucks, dude. And they didn't even show him. He's just a little fucking tape getting fucking tortured and shit. Like, my man, steel jaw can sniff out any trail if it's hot or if it's not. And he's dead. Uh-huh. He's dead. And then, man, dude, red alert with the fucking 
dad jokes. Like Red Alert sucks in this. Like what the? <laughs> it's like it's like he had the trailer line where he's like, "Oh, so glad one of us can fly," and then he's like, "But then that whole fucking groan shit where it's like it's like stay alert, guys," and then Red Alert's like, "I'm always alert," you know. And I'm just kind of like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like this fucking. It's like, get ready to huff, guys. I'm always ready to huff, because my name's Huff. You know? It's like, come on, man. This sucks. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. But I didn't notice it, so correct me if I'm wrong, but nobody had any dumb curses, like when Wheeljaw was like, double dumbass on you, or whatever the hell he said in the last one. But, like, Red Alert saying, like, he was super happy to see Jetfire. Like, I was just kind of like, it's not a curse, but I'm just kind of like, I don't know. It just sounded weird coming out of the, you know, I'm super happy, you know, and no, no, it's, no, it's funny about, you know, remember how like Forever Young posted, like how when Wheeljack like swore in mm-hmm. the first series, like he was like, yo, my kids are watching this. Like, what the what the hell? Like, and that show on Netflix was rated Y7 and this one is rated Y14 now. So it's like maybe they that was not intended to be like rated Y7 or something and they like effed it up. They, they effed it up. Like yeah. either they effed up the rating or they well, who cares what it's rated though? I mean, they know they know kids are going to watch this like uh-huh. I don't know. No. But uh, another Shockwave has continued to be written terribly and like voice mm. acted terribly. Like uh, this version of Shockwave is awful, and I'll, I'll mostly get into that like later. But like the, he has that stupid like Megatron has that stupid line where he's like, or well not stupid, but he's like, oh you know I wish I could like delete my emotions like you did like Shockwave, and clearly Shockwave did not delete his emotions because he's very emotional in this series. Like, and like it would have been better if they said like, "Oh, I deleted my morality" or something, because mm, like mm. he has, you know, he has no moral compunctions about draining all these like poor Decepticons of their sparks or whatever. But you no, know, he he talks like a friggin' creep. Like I I don't know. I hate this version of Shockwave. It's. It's weird. He's supposed to be like the the Mangala of the Decepticons, and I've I've, I've read people, uh, I've read reviews that compare him to like a a, a characterless Tarantulas. You know what I mean? Like like that they were trying to go for something like that, and like, I mean, I I, I can understand your disappointment with it because because it's funny because you're he's just some guy like egging on Megatron to get deeper and deeper into the i guess the 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 quote-unquote uh the gray morality of what he's doing basically and like you know there's that aspect where it's like you're you're kind of like look dude at least at least megatron is making an effort like you you know you've described it pretty well but i mean it's like he does look the, the 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 fact of the matter is from his perspective right it'd be like if if you if you took the core of the fucking earth and threw it into the next universe and the planet was going to die or something he he's basically like okay all these people all we have left are all the fires we can make to keep ourselves warm but then there you know it's like I, I don't know. It's it's just like all this kind of stuff that doesn't doesn't work really well on paper, right? Like they're they're all saying they're trying to contribute, but the the fact is, when he goes there, 
he sees that yeah there are these 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 earnest Decepticons and you're supposed to feel bad because they're like hey we're we're working for you bro and wow Lord Megatron came to visit us like let me take you on tour and then he sees out of the corner of his eye he's like well what what's that and he's like oh that's nothing sir let me take you on the tour and it's like you, basically you find out like maybe three of them are actually producing. And there's like, I don't know, 90% of the guy's staff are all basically damaged beyond repair. So, I mean, the insinuation is like, okay, you're supposed to feel bad for those guys. But also, they're, they're kind of just lounging around, taking up energy, you know? Like, so it's like, and it... it, no, it no, what... No, what scene I I thought was hilarious, and they intended it to be d- dramatic, but I thought it like I laughed when it happened, just because I don't because of poor like direction, poor voice acting, poor whatever. But when like Megatron ends his tour and he leaves, and he like you know he drives like a mile out from like the, 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 the facility, waving. and they're the all waving, waving at him and shit, <laughs> and then like Megatron like looks at them and he you know he talks into his wrist communicator and he's like shockwave shut down this sector or whatever, right? And then you see, like, from Megatron's, like, distance, like, you see that whole facility, like, all the lights go off. And then you hear, like, all the fucking Decepticons in there, like, going like, oh, no, like, no, oh, oh. And, like, I I assume those were supposed to be, like, cries of horror or, like, you know, like, despair. But they were just like, oh, no, like, no, don't do that, man. Like, oh, what the fuck? I don't even know. So, like, okay. This is the other thing that I, I kind of, you know, th- this will go into my rant about, our, you know, as an Autobot, a race, as an Autobot, a faction, and all this other stuff. Like, okay, like, my understanding, which isn't illustrated by the scene you just described, right? But, okay, they're, they're in sectors, and the sectors are taking up power, but the sectors are also somehow uh, factories that are designed to produce as well. But... The idea is when the production facility takes up more energon than it gives, th- th- this is why they're they're making these strategic cuts to to fuel the nemesis ship, right? Like if if it's not producing enough fuel for the nemesis, it gets cut and becomes absorbed into the nemesis, right? Okay, like you know it's it's uh, unforgiving to to those those uh, people who believed in the cause and all this other stuff, but at the same time, like. I'm kind of like, does it work that way? Like, like think think of it this way. Like, okay, I I find out that you're not, uh, you know, meeting your quota at your job, and I have PG&E turn off the power at your house. Like, that doesn't. I mean, yes, without power and water and light, eventually, yes, you you know, those are basic necessities right you will die right but like the way the audio i mean you you kind of describe it pretty humorously but if if we're to accept it at face value like i almost thought of it as like it's that difference between like okay does does kryptonite you know hurt superman and slowly poison and kill him Or, or or like the color yellow you know, it's like it's like the color yellow is 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 Green Lantern's Silver Age weakness, but it's not like if you just like you know put a yellow tie in the front of his face, he's like, oh, feeling weak, can't do anything, you know. And it just feels like those guys, like they're they're. It's like it's like shut down power to sector twelve, 
and it's all like serious and shit. And then, like you said, the guys are like, "Oh shit, the Sekiro," and I'm kind of like, "Wait, are are they like is Sector Twelve like can they just do that? Like can they just like you know like take your PG like does PG and E come in and somehow like take your life essence away? Like I don't I don't know that didn't make any sense to me." I don't. Yeah, like I, I, I was just consumed with like laughter when that scene <laughs> happened, and I'm, I'm like, sure that's not what they intended. Like, I was already laughing when fucking the stupid refractor clone guy was like, "Goodbye," you know, yeah. he's doing the fucking. Don't forget to write. Yeah. Like, it, oh, it, right. it, I can't believe. It's just like I swear to God, like you could hear people being like, "Oh, not cool, bro!" Like, like from far away, <laughs> like a trans watching them, like you know. So yeah, you want to move on to the oh god. Oh, I, I was just gonna say like the 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 other thing that I just wanted to point out in terms of well, since they killed off our good buddy Skyrap, you know, there's that weird scene. At least to me, it's weird where you see a trio of seekers and it's like Starscream, Thundercracker, and then it's Acid Storm is the green guy. Is that yeah. right? Okay. Yep. So th- it's like I don't know why, but that's just you know that. Th- that's odd to me. So, and th- there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm just like, oh, here you go. You could have killed off Acid Storm in that previous episode. You know what I mean? And it, it would have been just fine. Yeah. You could have had Skywarp here, and it wouldn't have made any difference to the the context of your stupid fucking story. But you know, whatever. And then the last part, like, part of me was kind of because you didn't see the whole thing. I mean, I kind of was. I eventually figured out, like, oh yeah, okay, that's double dealer because from the trailer and the mercenaries and all this other shit, and he's talking to, you know, Quintessons or whatever. But like at the end, like that brief headshot, I was like, is that who is that? Is that Hound? Like who the fuck is that? Like I, I, I had that weird moment where I, I was like, oh, that's supposed to be somebody, and because it's a close up on the face, I couldn't, you know, I wasn't. 100% sure who it was until we got into episode 2. So I, I just felt like that was kind of a poor uh, cliffhanger reveal because it didn't... I was Well, you don't have any... If you don't know who that is, you don't have any context. Yeah, that, so yeah. It's like, it's, it's... There's a lot of things where they, they just assume you're a Transformers fan and, like, you'll get this. Like, and, like, if you're not, if you're watching this cold... You're like, who the hell is this guy exactly? Or you might think he's someone, you know, you've already so, seen. Someone else, right? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. But, okay, let's, we'll move on to episode two then. Yeah. Um, basically what happens in this episode, uh, the Double Dealers teams, a team of mercenaries, uh, they've got their own ship called the, the Fortune, I think they call it, or, oh, the Fool's Fortune. I don't know if it's ever fully said in the show, but it's called the Fool's Fortune. And they find the Ark adrift in space. They board it. They shackle all the Autobots up. And then they take, they take the Ark to be delivered to uh, a mysterious employer. Um, on Cybertron... Uh, oh, the, this, this is where that scene where Alita and Megatron talk in, uh, in his hey, quarters baby. is. Yeah. Why, why Optimus is gone? You gotta come hang out with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's yeah, like, Megatron is pretty thirsty to get Alita on his side. Yeah. And um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, Alita. Then Alita and the other Autobots they get get freed from captivity by the Decepticons that they freed from captivity 
in the last episode because they like they found I like I said they found that like bunch of Decepticons that were about to be like drained of their sparks by Shockwave. They, they, they argue about that, and 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 I I find it ironic that Jetfire, who was a Decepticon who became an Autobot, is the most vocal about hey should we really let these stinky Decepticons hang out with us? And I'm kind of like, dude, you were a Decepticon like five fucking minutes ago. Like what? You don't okay whatever you know. But anyway, yeah, so um, the mercenaries bring the Autobots to the the uh, pl- to planet Char, which they 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 name drop. And uh, oh. they find on planet Char, they find a Quintesson judge named Decius and uh, Decius like in the Autobots kind of hold, a, you know, they, they have an audience with each other. And uh, Decius, like, you know, he 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 they she like they like. It's like three of their faces have male voices and two of the faces have female voices. So like they they like, you know, claim a lot like they were the ones who were responsible for freeing the Autobots or the the Transformers from the, you know, the slavery of the Quintesson Empire and stuff like that. I think DCS even calls themselves like the breaker of shackles or whatever, like which I I feel remember how we were joking about how they used to like someone said like, oh, this is going to be like the Game of Thrones of Transformers or whatever. Like, I feel like this is like a leftover from that where they're trying to build like, is this supposed to be like Khaleesi or something like Mm. like because he actually calls himself like the breaker of shackles or whatever. But uh, the the mother of Joker ripping my face off. Yeah, so dragons so or something. They're they're yeah, like Optimus Prime kind of almost does like a mini like poorly written like Captain Kirk thing where he's like you know like you say you are the breaker of shackles but you have put us in shackles. So like this confuses DCS like so much that they're like all the faces start arguing with each other, and then they like they go to another room and to like reach a consensus with the like the five faces like. The wrath face cuts off like the other four faces, and like then it's only the wrath face on the Quintesson head, and like she said, you know, she decides to uh, uh, renege on the deal with the mercenaries because they she was gonna pay the mercenaries for bringing Prime and the Ark to her, but then she says like, oh you know, like get out of here, I'll let you leave with your lives. And Double Dealer and the mercenaries are gonna like you know fight, but then she has a whole army of generic Impactor clones or whatever. So um, then Decius decides to destroy the Autobots, I guess, because for reasons. Um, and Double Dealer decides to betray Decius and help the Autobots. So the mercenaries and them team up. They escape. I think like they they decide to find Prime decides to go searching for the All Spark. And uh, back on Cybertron, like uh, Megatron unveils like Project Nemesis. The Nemesis is all complete. And then they take off. And now like the Nemesis and the Ark are both racing towards the AllSpark again. So, yeah, that's like episode two. So I I just want to say that Bumblebee, who was a non-affiliated Transformer for basically ever until just like, you know, like Jetfire, like five minutes ago. Is basically like, what's up with these merc scum? And I'm just kind of like, yeah, dude, <laughs> you were fucking scum five minutes ago. Like, what the, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, dude, the most judgy people are the ones who just, like, like it's, it, it, I don't know, dude. Like, if, if the whole point, you, you know how we were saying if the whole point was to, like, for Bumblebee to be like a guilt trip for people who are 
you know, refuse to to play into, uh, I'll just say it, like a two-party system. Like, it's like the minute you, you join one of the parties, you're just kind of like, look at those unaffiliated scum. You know, I'm just kinda <laughs> like, what is this, fucking Empire Strikes Back? Like, what? Like, I don't even understand. And then... Hey, all this Joker bullshit where they're cutting off the faces. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, I was just like, what? Like, you know what I thought that was? Like, like okay, the scene is, like, kind of horrific, like, or whatever. Because, like, all the faces come off with, like, a spray of, like, green blood or whatever. But then I was like, they just did that so they wouldn't have to animate all those five faces anymore. <laughs> like, I, I swear more, to God, that's the more, reason. Like More cheap fucking bullshit. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's exactly why they did it. I, I think there's a little uh, subconscious thing with with the the voice that ends up staying too, but that's just me. But like, you, you know what this was? This this was like fake Namek filler. Like it's a complete. This episode is a complete waste of fucking time. They put it in the trailer like you are the mercenary faction. You know, it's like. Uh, we belong to no faction, you know, and you think it's going to be this big part of the plot, like they're going to, the, the mercenary faction is going to show up, uh, you know, JD to fuckface doing his interviews, I'm so proud, I created the mercenary faction, like you think this is going to be a big deal, right, but instead, it's like, what, they just put this in here to humor their boss that came up with it or some shit, because it's like Double Dealer shows up, Double Dealer has a deal with the Quintessons to bring Optimus and his crew to the Quintesson judge, who's fucking nuts, and he's also looking for a payoff to find the AllSpark, but then Double Dealer gets double dealt by the Quintesson judge, who's like, I ain't paying you shit. Like, I cut off all my faces, you don't get shit. Fuck you. You lucky if I leave you here alive. And then... Double dealers all, oh, that's lame, or whatever. And then it's like, then then double dealer, like, says, okay, I'm going to help Optimus. And they start shooting the shackles off of all these guys. And I'm just kind of like, wait, wait, what? You you captured him to bring him to get money that you didn't get, so now you're going to shoot him to free him to not get money you're not going to get? Where's the like, profit in, yes, like, rescuing what? them prime, then? Like, there's well, no, pro I like... I don't, yeah. I, I don't understand. The, the entire episode was a waste of time. This... All, more more budget slashing, like... Well, and then you got, you know... Stuff, you, like, you, okay. I mean, it's fan aura or fan nods or whatever, but, you know, exhaust and bug bite, like, are just more cost-saving. Yep. They couldn't, like, Exhaust has his own head, but they, they just, you know, repainted Wheeljack's head instead. But, but no, another cost-saving measure I immediately took notice of. Okay, when you think of Quintazon judges, and they say they have an army, what do you think of? I mean, why didn't they use the the Alicons? Yeah, like, like Sharktacons, make... Alicons, like, whatever. Well, like, I mean, so they, made, they made a fucking toy of it, right? Like, yeah, can't they yep. just scan that and... Uh -huh, Get, I mean, but no. Use that like no. When, when when Decius reveals her army, it's just a bunch of gray impactor like clones or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, what? Come on, like, and but that's this that's the thing with these shows. Like, they build you like with expectation for like the most obvious thing there could be, 
and then it's something like lower than that. Like you're like it's it's like it it, it can't even meet your expectation. It, it falls short of that. And then, like I said, like I I swear to God, the face slicing off scene was just to save. Like they didn't want to friggin' animate those all five of those faces, so they're like, now we have a model with only one face. Like ka-ching! Like. And and uh, you know, even though Megatron's still my favorite part of this whole thing, I I was getting flashbacks of you know Dark Side trying to woo Wonder Woman. You know, it's like Wonder Woman, I would like to invite you for a drink and dinner on apocalypse you know and you're just kind of like dude dark side's like super thirsty right like for wonder woman and like this is the same shit right it's like he's like you know optimus is not around anymore it's like i will invite you you could be my lieutenant and even like shockwave and star scream are like what the fuck and he's like ariel is way hotter than the both of your dumbasses. <laughs> step off you know it's just like anyway but yeah, <laughs> step off. <laughs> step yeah. off. Uh, oh, God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. And then, oh, and then, well, I guess, I guess the reason double, like, I, I just pieced it together in my head because I wasn't, I was trying to, like, think of it. I guess the reason double dealer, fi- fi- like, freeze prime or whatever is because he's still working for Megatron. Because then, like, you know, he he, he says to uh, Prime, like, can you really find the AllSpark? And mm. Prime's like, yes, we can. So, and then at the the last scene of the episode is the arc, like, taking off again. And then the, the fortune is following them. So Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he, 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 it's supposed to be this, this uh, piss poor, you know, slave one following the Millennium Falcon type thing. But, like... My my thought was like, is there a traitor aboard the Ark? Like, is are is somebody that's on the Ark really signaling Megatron? But if all it, I don't know. It just seemed like that went nowhere. If all it is is just the mercenaries being, mer- it's like, and if you're a mercenary that works for the Decepticons, you're not a third faction. You're just fucking Decepticons. Like, yeah, I mean, right. It's uh-huh. Stupid. There's no, there's no layers. There's no subterfuge. It's not, it's not like, it's not like they, you know, it's not like punch counter punch was on it. And then they threw in a twist where it's like, guess what? You think punch counter punch is an Autobot spying as a Decepticon. Guess what? He's a Decepticon and he's been spying on you the whole time. Like that yeah. might've been like a fucking twist, but the, the, n- n- none of that happens. And it's not that they, it's, it's like they try to, Make it like they're laying out some intrigue, but I, 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 you know, this episode pretty much was completely pointless, except for you know maybe you know Alita One trying to reach out to you know remember the great hero of Kaon, remember the guy who used to fight in the Gladiator games, like like he wouldn't he wouldn't let all those Decepticons get herded into camps and die and all this other stuff, and Megatron you know, for me, rightfully so, kind of gets a little pissed off where he's like, well, I didn't fucking throw the fucking AllSpark into the fucking black hole void. So this is not on me. This is on your stupid fucking boyfriend. He fucked up. Like, you know, th- this is not now my fault. Now you need to get with a real man. Now you need to get with a real gladiator. No, but like, yeah, and so he's like super thirsty. But, you know, other than that, like, I mean, there's not too much to this episode. More dad jokes in this episode, too. Like, when, when Bug Bite's like looking at Bumblebee and he's like, oh, look at this ugly one. Ha ha ha. Like, how, I how does, like them. Like, and then later, how, like, the how Quint does is... Bug Bite, I don't understand. How does Bug Bite's joke somehow trans, like, 
why why does Bug Bite and the Quinnison Judge Decius think Bumblebee's the ugly one? Like, isn't it like isn't it only ironic that Bug Bite thinks Bumblebee's yeah, the right? ugly that, one because they look the joke identical? Yeah. Uh-huh. But then why does the Quinnison what? And the Quintesson also calls Bumblebee the ugly one, and Bumblebee's like, "What? Come on!" Like, like that. Uh, I don't know. That yeah, that's that's a lame, snacky joke. Like, like that it's doesn't. Not even, yeah. yeah, it's not even. It's like, dude, you're unfunny, dude. <laughs> you're just unfunny. Yeah. Uh, so and then the, the only other plot point I'd like to bring up from this episode is like. The, um, you know, the reflector guys like coming to save Alita and everyone. And then even even a uh, Skytread slash flywheels like, you know, is revealed to be helping them, too. Where right. He's like, right. He's meg- like Megatron's gone too far this time. But you but you got to punch me. to, to make Yeah. Uh huh. And it, did you, I don't know if you knew this, but um, the head reflector dude with the scars on his face, like he actually has a toy. And his name is Scrapface, like in the Netflix oh. like line. So okay. Like, okay. he does have a toy. But like everyone's pointed out, like, okay, scrap think of that name, Scrapface. Like they use the word scrap as an expletive for like shit, basically. So that character's name is basically shitface. Like Shitpiece. <laughs> Shitpiece, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Scrapface and his team of identical reflector clones or whatever will join the Autobots from this point on as like you know independent Decepticon allies or whatever. But yeah. All right. Well, you want to move on to episode three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like resignedly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think I think episode three broke me because I did need to take a huge break after I watched that. So. Yeah. Okay. Well. In any case, uh, episode three, um, it starts off with a little bit of, like, Alita trying to, you know, soothe tensions between their new Decepticon allies and uh, them. Like, basically, Jetfire's still like, oh, we can't trust these guys and whatever. And anyway, uh, the Ark is still traveling through space. Like, uh, Optimus Prime is, like, realizing what a fucking moron he was to throw the all spark into space or whatever and bumblebee's like no you're cool bro you're cool like it's good like we'll find it like bumblebee's like it's cool we'll be morons together yeah we'll be we'll all be morons yeah (laughs) but in any case like they just they figure out there's an active space bridge uh in the nebulon system where they can they can use to like figure out where the all spark is um, they they head there and they find that the space bridge in the Nebulon system has half a space station stuck in it. So they need to clear the space station out before they can even fit the arc through it. But before they can do that, they have to explore the space station. So they all like teleport over there or whatever, um, you know, explore the space station. Um, there's a monster on the space station, as there is in every science fiction thing where there's an abandoned space station. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like going through the shot. You see glimpses of it in the shadows. It pulls some like cog, like pog, uh, (laughs) into the darkness and eats them or whatever. And then finally, like towards the end, like the monster reveals itself and it's Scorponok. And he's, he's, he's not city sized, but he's, he's like Marvel comic sized Scorponok. He's like huge. And like, he's a, you know, a giant robot scorpion. 
Um, he's kind of he's kind of like original toy scale compared. Yeah, to exactly. Most of and, the guys, right. So like they they you know the Autobots all start fighting him on the space station, and then the Nemesis catches up to them, like the Ark and uh, Megatron. And uh, what do you call is going to, you know, form a boarding party and jump on the space station themselves and, you know, crush prime with his bare hands or whatever. So, yeah, that's where episode three ends. So. So, yeah. So I don't have too much on this because I think this was the part where everything just started. Glazing over me because I, you know, the brainlessness of it all just kind of, you know, washed over me, and I couldn't. It was it was getting harder and harder to to pay attention to it. The space bridge. The reason why they have to go aboard the stupid space bridge is apparently there's a rule which I guess makes sense, but I don't know. But apparently, if a ship gets stuck within the space bridge, like this ship was stuck. There is a failsafe where you can't just shut down the space bridge because it would, you know, render that ship in two, right? So that's why this space bridge is still on. There's a bunch of dumb lines about, I don't know, it's 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 supposed to be this whole um, moment where Prime's like a good boss, you know, or some stupid shit where it's like, they they know the space bridge is on and they're like okay well this is unusual that the space bridge is still turned on but this is our only shot to to possibly you know uh get to where we need to go and and find the all spark let's take that chance and since prime says it everybody's like okay well the boss said it so we got to do it and in the background bumblebee is kind of just whispering to himself like it could be a trap and then you know prime's kind of like Bumblebee is right. It's probably a trap. So keep your eyes peeled. And we're still going. You know, so it's just like one of these, like, you know, whatever moments. But it's supposed to be, like, establishing, like, oh, well, he listened to his, his peoples. Like, isn't he great? But I'm like, he, he really didn't listen to them. Like, I mean, he just kind of did what he wanted to do and just kind of said, yeah, you're He's probably just... right. He's just taking Bumblebee's advice to heart. Let's all be morons together. <laughs> yeah, let's all be morons together. When Alita and and um, Jetfire and they they have the exchange with the you know, Scrapface and all these guys or whatever, like th- there's this annoying moment where the Seekers, the generic Seekers, get really close or whatever, and I think it's Scrapface that you know blows one of them away. And then, of course, Alita's doing her Mandy pamby bullshit. Like, what were you thinking? And I'm kind of like, well, he was thinking, you know, these guys are going to kill you, so he's going to fucking kill them first. That's what he was fucking thinking. But it's like, there's supposed to be all this, well, if you had paid attention, you would have noticed they would have tried to signal, and this is the last vestige, uh, our last bastion of hope, this stupid fucking hidden base in the middle of nowhere or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, you know what, Skyfire... Uh, Jetfire or whatever, he flies after and blows the guy away. But it's like, you know what? If if you would have spent like five minutes, you know, in sync, in tandem with Scrapface and blown both of them away at the same time, then you wouldn't have that problem. But instead, you got to fucking get in the way and start, like, proselytizing about stuff. I'm like, you know, the, the one thing that nobody, except for, we'll get to this in a later episode, there's only one motherfucker who learned... From the mistakes of Ultra Magnus in this entire fucking miniseries. There's only one. We haven't gotten there yet. We will. But I'm telling you, 
fucking Alita 1 and Skyfire and all these other dumb fucks. Nobody learned from Ultra Magnus's mistake. Shoot these fuckers. Shoot them. That's it, right? Like, it's like, it's like, what was he thinking? He was thinking he was going to shoot these fucking guys. Um, the, the red shirt cogs that are literally red, they're literally colored red, that, like, with, who was it? It was like, it, it was Wheeljack, and um, there was another name guy who was in the, who was it? Wheeljack? RC, and, I think. RC. Wheeljack, yeah. RC, and then this red shirt cog motherfucker. And it's like, so fucking obvious. Like, it's like, oh my god, Scorponok's here, what will we do? And then the, the <laughs> Scorponok it, like, fucking crushes the fucking cog guy. And I'm just kind of like, you talk about, like, them not wanting you to laugh at a moment like that, that made me laugh because I was just kind of like, dude, this like, poor bastard. They like, all turn, that door opens, they all turn and look into that, like, inky blackness that is beyond that door, and the friggin' red shirt cog just runs at it, like, like, it's like I'll go check to see what happened, like, what no, is this? oh my god! No, <laughs> I want to say Bill, like, like, whatever. Oh no, Bill got sworn in twain or something, or whatever. You know what I was expecting that that uh, surprised me because I had so lo so low expectations for this show. I literally thought that when Optimus kicked off Scorponok in his Scorpion mode, like down the black hole, I was almost like, "Oh, is that it? Like they didn't even transform him? Like that's it? Like?" And then like a little while later, he does come up transformed, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I was wrong." But like I expected. Like, that he was just going to show up as a scorpion or whatever. And, like, what's the... I mean, uh, I, we, we maybe can talk about this in the next episode, but, like, what's the story? You know what I mean? Like, like there's a there's a ship stuck between the space bridge. There's, like, some portal to Nebulos through that. And, like, Scorponox there? Like, and nobody else is there? And it's, like... Do they ever use Zarek? Like, not really. Like, I'm, I, I don't know. Like, I just, you know, like they get more like into you said, like Scorponok's backstory, such as yeah. it is in the next episode. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, when you see Scorponok, you have certain expectations, basically, and it's not yeah. like he is not a big like he may be purple and green, but he's not like the Hulk. Like, he's not a big like mm. dumb monster or whatever. But yeah. I, I forgot if it's this episode or the next episode, but a scene that really like annoyed me too was um like when they're 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 fighting Scorponok and like Prime rushes in to like fight him like head on and like you know I, I forgot like the other Autobots are like what is he doing and Bumblebee's oh. like you know oh he's like trying to buy us time and they're like well should we get away and Bumblebee's like he didn't give us any orders to that, that, and then that like they that was in the next episode, oh, okay. but like, no, 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 that's fine though. But like, my note on that is like, look, Prime's such a great leader that no one listens to him. Yeah, like, it's and like then like when they like... rush into like back Prime up, Prime yells at them like, he's like, "What are you doing, Bumblebee?" Like... <sighs> okay, well, let's. Yeah, I guess we might as well move on to yeah, yeah. the next one because this this episode is like a big bunch of nothing. Like, I have, I don't think I have any notes for this episode. Yeah, so. Like, all all the payoff from this episode happens in the next one. Yeah, so episode four, Megatron shows up, like, to the fight with Scorponok, and B 
basically like him and like the few Decepticons who are with him, like are just there to like, you know, find, get the location of the Allspark from Optimus. But before they do that, they have to fight Scorponok. So like everyone starts fighting Scorponok. Prime tries to use an explosive to blow Scorponok up and it kind of collapses a bunch of like whatever, like a chamber or whatever in the room. And it, uh, it separates everyone somehow. And, uh, Optimus and Megatron get separated and of course like conveniently Optimus and Megatron get separated into a different chamber by themselves and Megatron is like impaled on a spike and Optimus could end it all right now but he doesn't like because you know it's he's friggin Optimus or whatever and uh they they have a friggin like five minute long conversation in this friggin like chamber walled off from everyone and like they, they, you know, they talk about Alita one and they talk about, you know, all their choices and how they suck and whatever. Starscream wakes up in a different chamber with the rest of the Decepticons. He assumes Megatron has died. And of course, he's like, well, I'm leader now. OK, so let's blah, 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 blah. And uh, not long after Optimus comes with Megatron, like, you know, supporting Megatron on his shoulder because he saved him like from being impaled on the spike or whatever. Megatron shoots Starscream, like, and says, like, you know, we have to defeat Scorponok. Op- the Autobots and Decepticons team up and fight Scorponok. But uh, Sc- Megatron says some, like, you know, espouses some of his ideology or whatever. And Scorponok hears that and thinks Megatron is like a tyrant, like the Quintessons that apparently killed his race. That's that's basically what he says. He He's the last of the Scorponoks. That's the actual dialogue. And so, like, Scorponok tries to, you know, start killing Megatron now, which gives the Autobots time to, like, you know, get uh, escape. They get on the Ark, they escape. Starscream gets back on the Nemesis and fires on the Ark uh, as the Ark tries to go into warp space. Uh, when they, when they go into warp space and the space station explodes after the Nemesis uh, fires on it, um, they the Ark winds up in this, like, sort of other dimension because the space bridge malfunctions and that's basically where this episode ends so and like i said like we get like scorponok sort of backstory here and he's kind of like the quintessons killed his race or something and like he calls he's that's you know i'm like i'm like is that like to me it seemed like what you were talking about with the quintesson faces right it's convenient not to have to animate the other faces I'm like, it's convenient not to have to animate, like, nebulans and a race of people. Yeah. So it's like, oh, the Quintessons killed them all? But the, Scorp- the a- Scorponox, he says. Yeah. Yeah, I am the last of the Scorponox. So he was a race of giant robot scorpions? Like, what the fuck? Like, huh? I, I was just, like, halfway paying attention to you, and then I heard that, and I was like, wait, what? Like, did I hear that right? Because that sounds stupid. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it is. It's intensely it stupid. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So I, I again I felt bad for Steeljaw because Ravage gets a moment where he he ejects and scratches up um, Scorponok's face and gets swatted away, but Steeljaw gets nothing. So I felt bad about that. Um, speaking of the long list of assholes who learn nothing from Ultra Magnus, when Megatron first shows up, he's got Optimus dead to rights with his fucking fusion cannon and goes on and on and on and prattles about all this fucking bullshit and he doesn't shoot the fucking asshole and like that's on him and then conversely like you said 
you know, when Optimus has the chance to fucking snuff Megatron once and for all, he doesn't take it either. So none of these assholes have learned anything. It's both their faults that this thing has gone on for millions of years. You know, Megatron's chuckling because he's like, how did we get here? And I'm like, Megatron is again voicing what the rest of us audience fucking viewers are thinking. Like, how the fuck did we get into this? This is terrible. Um, Ravage wakes up Starscream twice. And it's the same. Yeah, they they use the same animation. Scene. Yep. It's yep. the same shot in the same episode. It's the same shot. It's the exact same shot. It's like fucking like Looney Tunes fucking bullshit. Like <laughs> like like Starscream wakes up and he's like the the fucking black you know flutters and shit and ravage is like licking his face and he's like get off me you know and i'm like okay fine whatever that's that's fine the first time right but then because of all this man this this episode makes your head spin because because they come on the station right the autobots are fighting scorpionok megatron shows up oh shit now scorpionok and megatron and his team are fighting the autobots but then oh no like fucking the, everything gets you know, blown up or whatever, and now nobody's fighting anybody because they're all separated. But then all of a sudden, you know, Starscream's like, I'm in charge. So now Starscream's, like, you know, trying to, you know, beat up the Autobots again. But then fucking Optimus saves Megatron, and they're like, we're going to fucking rival Fusion, and we're going to go upstairs, and we're going to, like, team up to fight Scorponok. And it's like, okay, they're going to team up now. And then, all of a sudden, it's like fucking Scorponok's like, oh, you sound like a fucking Quintesson, and Megatron's like, no, I'm not, buddy. And then they fucking fight, and then, anyway, like, it's just fucking stupid that, like, everybody changes sides, like, fucking... 12 times in the course of 20 minutes is it any wonder you don't know what's going on but because when megatron comes back up and prime's carrying him soundwave and uh i don't know some other fuck face like are, they take over and they start holding him and starscream mouths off to megatron and then megatron's just like fuck this shit and he blows him away and you think like he'd kill him or whatever but he just he knocks him down the same hole that Scorponok fell down, like, 20 minutes ago in the other episode, right? And then Ravage, exact same shot, licks Starscream and wakes him up. The same shot. Get off, man! It's, like, the same dialogue. It's the same... It's the same fucking scene. (laughs) It's the same scene. Like, they didn't even... um, I feel like fucking, uh, you know, it's like like, uh, fucking Jeff Bridges. It's like the that i don't understand right when in in the the namek the fake namek episode in episode two i think bumblebee has a line where he's like oh quintessons are real like i thought they were just a myth you know but megatron when he gets called a quintesson recognizes that and it's like i ain't no fucking quintesson you know and so i'm like wait megatron knows what quintessons are but bumblebee thinks they're myths like that i don't that I, I didn't that doesn't make any sense to me either. I don't so. know. Uh, I was kind of thinking of like like score if you know G1 Scorponok, I mean aside from maybe like his like Sunbow cartoon appearance, like I mean 
he's either you know like in the marvel comics he's a you know a long running character with a rich like character development that you know has a long running arc through the series or like you know the japanese like headmaster series he's like brilliant like scheming conniving villain and here they just kind of reduce him to dumb like scorponok smash like no headmaster in evidence like like i feel like i was reminded of like what you said um like I, I think what is it Peter David said about like Two Face and the mm. Batman Forever movie? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah they, you know they they, 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 took, they took the, the multi-dimensional villain and made him exceedingly one note or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so like that's you know it was kind of you know disappointing. Like yeah, like, and, and and they they used that still the headmaster thing is like his weakness. It's like great, shoot him in the head, and that was that was it. Darn it! How did he find out? I mean, even the Sunbow version. I mean, at least they had Zarek. You know, like, you know, at yeah. least that was the intelligent part of him. But, like, there's nothing, yeah, I don't know. I, I, the, the whole thing is disappointing because it's you have this high-priced toy. Oh, and then they do that one bit. You know what we forgot about? They do that one bit where they try to play it off and, and Mirage makes the image of Omega Supreme that, like, sort of, uh, holds off Scorponok for like a millisecond, but then it fades away or whatever, you know, like, so it's like they're trying to tease, like, look at our products, like, look at this great stuff. But it's like, I don't know, like, part of me is just kind of like, you're asking people to spend a lot of money on this shit. And then it's like, they're, they're dumb. Like, like, th th <laughs> this kind of thing is not like, it, it's like, if, if I didn't know who Scorponok was, and I saw this, I would not pay money for Scorponok, right? Like, like the reason... You, you know what cracks me up about this? It's like, we'll, we'll get into this later when Skylink shows up, too. But, like, the reason why people bought that shit is because of shit that has already been made. You know what I mean? Like, like because of these comics or the, the Headmasters anime or or the Sunbow cartoon or what, whatever it is they like. The, the, the reason why they bought that Scorponok is because of the shit that they already fucking seen. And this stuff, like... This is not going to make anybody buy this stuff. Like, quite disappointing. And again, like this was, I think this is the scene I described what I uh, earlier, where Prime like runs at Scorponok and they're like, uh, "What do we, you know, what are, what are our orders? Like, what are we doing?" And Bumblebee's like, "You know, like he didn't give us orders, so let's help him, like or whatever." And then once they do back Prime up, Prime like yells at him, which I thought was a stupid ass scene, but. And then, yeah, that that whole friggin' ugh. well, you know, I, I think their original agreement is still in play. They're being morons together. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Let's all be morons. <laughs> I, I will man, listen. Your, I'll give you orders, and you won't listen. And and I'll take these orders, and won't listen. And we'll both not listen to one another. Like you, you, you get the feeling that the writers wanted this big scene where Optimus and Megatron were forced to like talk to each other for a protracted amount of time and they'd be like, oh, these two like well-developed characters will get a chance to like have a heart-to-heart. -heart. But it's so contrived. Like, like mm. that explosion perfectly separates like everyone into, you know, little groups and it just so happens that it's, both it's Optimus... It's weird too because cause you're like, why... I don't know, like like the the physics of it, you know, like it's like how come how come Soundwave and all those other guys got like spread all the way away from the other Autobots, but 
but then Prime and Megatron somehow, like you're saying, end up in their own little secluded room. And then and then it's like they try to play all these like psychological bro games with each other. Like it's not even like they're not developed. Like like they're it, it it's funny because I think this is the part of it where if you if you had any sympathy either which way for Prime and Megatron, like th- that should erode or evaporate with this scene because you you see, I don't know, to me, like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, but, like, as far as developed, like, okay, yeah, maybe there's some things they expand on or, or play into, but but it's like they're just having a pissing contest with each other. And they can't even, like, stop because they they get off on that. Like, like that's what that reveals. It's like it's supposed to be that scene. You know, you know what? It's a piss-poor version of that scene in The Dark Knight where it's kind of like, you know, we're going to be doing this forever, you know, like, like, you can't kill me, like, this is going to be great, like, and, and I wouldn't know what to do if I, I'm like a dog, you know, chasing cars, like, I wouldn't know what to do, and it's supposed to be like that, but it's more like, you know, Megatron's just kind of like, yeah, I think, uh, Ariel's dead, and he's like, don't call her that, her name's Alita now, like, watch your pronouns, Megatron, you know, or whatever, and, and and they're just having this conversation, and he's like, ah, she's probably dead, I I said she was dead, but I didn't actually see her die, but I just said that to piss you off, and I've got a fucking stake in my heart, and I should probably be dying, (laughs) It's like, yeah, shut up, Megatron. This is gonna hurt. Ouch, you know. Like, and it's just, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's a very, you know, I don't know. It, it, it establishes their old friendship, but their bitter contention towards one another. But, but it's kind of like you already knew all that shit. Like, and, and it just seems like they're, you know, that, that whole thing. Like, like they, they talk about this a little where. Uh, uh, you know, they they talk about like you need me, you need me to be your enemy or whatever, and it's just like okay, so what? I don't know. Like, is there supposed to be some psychological thing? Like, that's why he's not going to pull the trigger because he needs Prime to oppose so he can galvanize his his uh, you know, I don't know his uh, constituents or whatever the fuck you want to call them. You know, like his 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 ideology or whatever. But like. You know, at some point, like, like, either of them could have ended it, like, like, like ended, ended it, like, like, you know, the, the, the whole, you know, my, like, I'm always going on about the end of heavy metal war. And it's like, he should have just stuck around and waited for him to come out of the lava and just shoot the fucking guy and then call it a day. The war's done. Like, there, there were multiple instances where they could have ended the war, but they decided to just keep, keep going. You yep, know, uh-huh. to talk. Yep, you know? Uh-huh. Absolutely. So you want to move on to episode it's, five? Because this is this I'd like to say this is where it gets good, but like I think it's more accurate yeah, to say this is where it gets better. Like, better? like, it, like there 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 are moments in this. Yeah, I, there are, I, I, still, I, I had moments, you know. Yeah, there's still plenty to complain about, but there is like yeah. So anyway, yeah. Episode five um opens with a flashback. Uh, like millions and millions of years ago or whatever, where uh, Skylynx confronts Alpha Trion and demands the Matrix of Leadership and says that he is the one who deserves the Matrix of Leadership and to be leader. And Alpha Trion's like, no, bitch, you ain't nothing. And uh, he banishes Skylynx to another dimension. Speaking of another dimension, the Ark finds itself in this said dimension. And after the space bridge uh, blew up last episode... 
Um, Skylink's appears in front of the Ark and says he's been stranded in this dimension for millions of years now, and it's called the Dead Universe. So anyway, Skylink's pr- uh, and Prime have a conversation where Skylink's uh, con- like reveals that he's been in the Dead Universe for millions of years now. Um, he's reflected on his mistakes and his arrogance and whatever, and basically he's learned his lesson and he he wants to help now. And uh, he has he has control over the dead universe or whatever, or he can at least manipulate it somewhat, and uh, he can you know find a way out for them. Um, he shows Prime a vision of like a, a flashback of like a time where Alpha Trion kind of like was talking to him and Megatron and Ultra Magnus, and uh, then he shows Prime a vision of like his worst fears, which is I guess to become corrupted or whatever and there's like a cameo of nemesis prime it's like prime's evil reflection the nemesis uh is outside of the portal to the dead universe still and uh megatron comes in and like knocks starscream off the bridge or whatever because starscream was the one who shot them then uh, when megatron is alone on the bridge a rift in space opens and who should appear from the rift in space but galvatron or well I should say a mysterious purple Decepticon that you would have no idea who is unless you already <laughs> didn't know that it was Galvatron. Yeah. yeah but, 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 you, but you went out and bought the toy based on things you've already seen before yep. you've seen this. Yeah, like so. you, with no context, so you, so you must yeah, know. this guy shows, this purple guy shows up. And he claims to have uh, knowledge of the future. And he basically gives Megatron a bunch of like advice. Like it's kind of, I guess it's kind of supposed to be like a parallel to Skylink's giving Prime like yeah. a sort of reflection. Yeah. So Gal- on his past, and Galvatron gives Megatron a reflection on the on the future. And basically, Galvatron tells Megatron that he has to kill Optimus Prime right now, and he has to take the Matrix of Leadership because in the future there will be a point where Megatron needs the Matrix for something. Uh, for, for something for that, something yeah, mysterious that we, that, that yeah what no could it be why he'd need it that that you need no additional context to know what it is because so anyway yeah that movie. so they they enter the they chase down the arc like in the in the dead universe um and Skylinks is going to open a rift in space so they can get out of the dead universe and galvatron tells megatron like that they have to keep prime here and that he can channel his hate and his rage and go super Megatron or whatever and like or God Megatron or whatever the hell. I, I thought I thought I thought he was going Kyle Ken. Yeah, Kyle Ken Megatron or whatever and like stop them. So Megatron like powers up with all this red energy, which I assume is supposed to be like an homage to the hate plague yeah, or whatever, yeah. and like shoots it at the at the arc while it's trying out of the dead universe. And Skylink blocks the blast and gets destroyed. But the Ark exits the dead universe. So Galvatron's all heated at this. But then, like, all of a sudden, the rift opens up in the Nemesis's bridge again. And Galvatron's like, no! And he gets pulled up into the rift. Because someone is very displeased with Galvatron in the future for, like, this fuckery or whatever. And Dude, dude the, Orson needs to make a new movie. He's got to pay yeah, his bills. He needs he needs Galvatron to come shoot yep. a commercial with him. So and he the last, la- <laughs> you hear from like the riff, like oh, Galvatron, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. The, the, <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just thought of that commercial and immediately just started laughing. Well, yeah. the French. <laughs> but the, the last, the last thing Galvatron does before he he disappears the, to the rift is show Megatron an image of a Nito Keen golden uh, drink coaster or something. No, it's it's the golden disc. Like it dis it shows Megatron sees it and then it disappears. Anyway, and uh, the Ark and the Nemesis get out of the dead universe thanks to Skylink's sacrifice, and uh, they end up above Earth, and that's where Episode Five ends. Only took five episodes to get to Earth on Earthrise. Yeah, Earth has finally risen. Yes. I mean, you know, I guess we should be thankful they actually got to Earth. I mean, I don't think they've actually discovered anything in Star Trek Discovery, and it's been three seasons, so <laughs> we're 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 doing better, I guess. Um, okay. Um, this is this is kind of how I feel about the show in general, but it's it's especially true for this because the new things I see, I was getting uh, excited about. Um, you're so desperate to see new things, but when you finally see them show up, they're awful. I mean, like you're 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 like, dude, I don't want to see like these repaints of Impactor. Like, I want to see, you know, like you're you're like, oh, geez, like, are they gonna have Alicons? Are they gonna have? Uh, when do we get the Galvatron? When do we get the, you know, oh, you know, whatever. And and they have Skylinks, and like they try to. You know, I don't know. My my note is they quintupled down on the sound blaster type stuff. Like it's like it's Skylinks and it looks like Skylinks, but it doesn't quite quack like Skylinks. You know, like it's it's like he was some arrogant punk. Like it, it's almost like shades of the you know religious zealot Star Saber from the IDW comics. Like it took something where it's like it's a character you're maybe familiar with, but they they put this twist on it, and then and then he's arrogant and he gets sent into the dead universe and then it's like he's like oh the staff of solace transported skylings to the dead verse speaking speaking of that it's like speaking of idw and like the dead universe like you know the dead universe is not the phantom zone like yeah. that's, and that's what they use it here yeah. as like yeah. the dead universe is actively trying to like in idw comics at least the dead universe is actively trying to eat you every second you're inside it but in this it's just kind of like a friggin phantom zone where to, to be fair yeah. the only phantom zone that's the phantom zone is this dead universe and the phantom zone in the comics because the Phantom Zone and like all other media is not really the Phantom Zone, but in this, it is the Phantom Zone. Like they're all just kind of like they can't really do too much to one another. They're just Skylinks is uh, you know having uh, Optimus Prime like you know trip out like a you know Grant Morrison meditation. You know making them, and, all, and like, Megatron can only channel his hate and rage to attack the Autobots. Right, like right. He can't. He can't. He can't shoot blasters. He's got to like you know. Get get his mad on and and blast some Kyle Ken hate plague over at the Ark or whatever. Skylinks is like I've been fighting the Great War with myself, and I'm like, dude, Skylinks is fucking Betty Cooper, fucking cray cray. Like, I mean, it's like he's been in that Phantom Zone for like longer than probably Monel has been in there. Like, I I think I think he's tripping balls. I, I got excited, you know, I'm not going to lie, like when Galvatron shows up in the Rift. I mean, it kind of reminds me of when they used to team up in the UK books and towards the tail end of Simon Yeah, Carmen's... like 
U.S. This, run. This should be a big deal. Like this yeah, is the first yeah. time in animation where I think I'm pretty sure where Megatron and Galvatron like interacted with each other with with one another. Yeah, yeah. and like it's it's not bad. Like you know, like well, an, like the I think part of it is that um what's his face um uh, Jason Marnocha who voices Megatron and we all kind of agree is probably the best part of the show also voices Galvatron. So he's mm. having a conversation with himself, with himself and like, he's probably, you know, maybe the best, you know, performer in this cast. So like, and I, I kind of liked his take on Galvatron, like the voice, at least like, it's kind of, you know, he kind of goes more for like a Leonard Nimoy type mm. Galvatron, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, it's not, it's not bad. Like it's not like fantastic, but it, it works. Yeah. Like it, it, the the thing that's funny though is like they're they're trying to throw out a bunch of member berries and see what sticks and I guess because they're introducing all these you know Beast War toys for Kingdom or whatever it's like okay so why does Galvatron have the golden disc like I don't know but he does yeah that, that made no sense yeah like, like like he's got the golden disc um, Skylink's you know, going back to the member berries that, that some of us will understand this, like Skylinks totally pulls a tiger hawk and just, you know, it's like, I will sacrifice myself, you know, like, and it's just like, okay, whatever. Like what, a, again, this kind of goes back to my, I, I, I was kind of mentioning it before, but this is similar to Scorponok. Like, okay, one, you want me to spend how much money on that Skylinks figure? Why should I do that? Because I have member berries for the old Skylinks. But what do you do with the Skylinks? He's a twat. And then he goes off to be in the Phantom Zone to contemplate like a crazy man for thousands of years. And then when he finally, you know, realizes that, you know, oh, hey, I was tripping balls and, and, and shouldn't have been so demanding and I didn't really deserve the Matrix. And then he goes off and commits Harry Carey. So you know how I feel about dead toys. Like, I mean, it's like, what? It just seems like a again. It seems like a waste, you know. Like this did not sell any Skylinks toys. I don't know. Like I, no. I I have that new Skylinks, but I bought him because he was Skylinks, not because he yeah. showed up in this cartoon. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, I guess I might as well go <laughs> chuck it in the trash now because he died. No, dude. You you next time somebody tries to like you know shoot you or run you over, you just toss Skylinks in the way. <laughs> you block the bullet. Yeah, yeah. He'll be good for something eventually. Uh, one, uh, one. I mentioned it way at the beginning when we started talking, but see, the thing is, like, if you don't know who Skylinks or Galvatron are, like, those things mean nothing. Like, in the, like, we we can't really look at it from that perspective because we know who Skylinks and Galvatron are. Yeah, but, least... but even if even if you didn't know who they are, like, what what does this does this do a good job of like telling you anything? Like, e even if how should I put this? Even if you didn't know who they were before this, does this tell you who they are now? Like, not really. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this kind of establishes their version of Skylinks, but like, what what is like you said? Galvatron's a mysterious purple guy, and then at some point he's kind of like, "I am you," you know? Like, it's like okay, like. <laughs> I don't think he even specifically says that. He just kind of says, like, we were both, like, raised in these gladiatorial pits or whatever. Like, 
Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe I. I don't. I, I think he only makes the implication that like him and Megatron are the same person. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like, I guess I picked that up, but maybe I put too much of what I, what I already know into the scene. Yeah, it's hard because, like, like I said, it's probably the best scene in this show. But like, and uh, is it because you know where we have the like the the member berries are working on us, or is it just you know? I, I think yeah, I think it's a little bit of that. Like I I, I think there's the aspect where the yeah I don't know. I mean it's it's like I think I think these are these are mem- member berries that are probably really up our alley, I guess. But I don't know. Like like I I still don't think the episode is great, but I I. I did perk up a little bit, you know, like I, I, it's I a and, little, and like you like, said, like you said, the, 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 the acting between Galvatron and Megatron is, is at least for, for this show is probably the pinnacle, right? Like, so, yeah. so there's, there's that aspect to it too. It's like, it's a little better than like last series when, you know, Impactor showed up and it's like, oh, this is disappointing that this is the first like animated appearance of Impactor or whatever. But this is like if you say this is the first time like Megatron and Galvatron interacted in an animated show, like it's kind of like, well, it wasn't terrible. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point. I mean, like you said, yeah, it, it could have been better, but yeah. like. It wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't it wasn't the drizzling shits. Like that's basically one yeah. one thing that did annoy me about this episode is when Alpha I mean, uh, when uh, Skylinks shows Prime that vision of like the past where you know Alpha Trion is talking with him, Megatron and Ultra Magnus or whatever. They can't even bother to friggin' change up the CG models for Megatron and Optimus and Ultra Magnus, so they still all have their friggin' battle scars. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, like way back when, like Prime had like shattered window boobs or whatever, like uh, <laughs> shattered window boobs. That should be like a whole separate comic book. Yeah, like they they couldn't even like clean up those models and make it. You know, Megatron has all his scars on his chest or whatever, and. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's annoying, but ah <clears throat> eh, well. And then like you know they have to tease like Nemesis Prime like or whatever where you know Skylinks is like this is your greatest fear like becoming like corrupt or whatever like I don't it's... know that that, that 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 sounds like just uh, piss poor Dark Hado kind of yeah like yeah uh, huh and uh, I feel like that's it's trying to add weak ass motivation why optimus won't kill megatron like so oh, that that he's somehow going to give into it or something yeah. like that uh-huh yeah. have they made I, I, this yeah. prime toy yes i think it i think they have yeah like a, like a siege like i think earthrise has a earthrise has that like dead optimus recolor i forgot uh, if they yeah, have a nemesis okay. one yet one of them does but then, yeah, like in, when Galvatron says, like, oh, you know, conventional weapons won't work in the dead universe. You have to channel your hate and your rage. And then Megatron gets the gr- red Kaioken, like, aura and, like, shoots it at the Ark or whatever. Like, they don't, like, like you know, they say shoot your hate at him. And, like, I think, like, the red aura, like, I assume it's supposed to be a reference to the hate plague. Yeah, yeah that's what I took so, it as. Yeah, but, like, I... Like I, it's not so specific that I wouldn't be surprised. Also, if they're like, "What? What's the hate plague or whatever?" Like, yeah, just... there, there is that too. Yeah. So, or, or, or it could be like one of those things where you, you know how like uh, you know I know it's blasphemy, but I'm, I'm still gonna rag on it. You, you know how the, the, the Tim, you know, 
Justice League stuff. It's like it's like I'm sure they wrote their own episodes, but you know you had guys like James Tucker out there going, "Oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna animate you know so and so in the background," and people are like, "Holy shit, that's totally rad!" Like, look, it was totally metamorpho, or you know, like whoever was yeah. cameoing in the background. But it's like they didn't write that into the script. That's just because there was some dude who loved that shit. And so for all you know, this is written by, you know, the fuckface and all these other idiots, and they're just like, oh, Megatron, you know, channels his hate and goes raw, and that's what it says in the script. But then the animator gets it and goes, hate? Wow, this is going to be rad. I'm going to make it all red, and it's going to look like the fucking hate plague. It's going to be super boss, you know? And, the, like, that's what that like, smells like to me. This, the cyn- yeah. yeah, the cynical part of me also thinks it's another cost-cutting measure where it's like, you know, oh, we don't have to an- an animate the nemesis, like, shooting at the arc. Like, we'll just have some, you know, Megatron shoot some red shit at it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I don't know. There was, to me, like, I don't know if, if this stood out to you or not, but I wrote it down because it, it stood out to me like a sore thumb. When Skylynx is doing his... Uh, zen pep talk to to prime you know you gotta you gotta you know be one with the matrix and feel the universe and think forward and all this other stuff he says you must be one with the matrix again and i'm just kind of like what was he ever one with the matrix to begin with in this like like i mean he has it but like this character is the most hand ringiest prime i've seen since the old marvel comics you know like like he doesn't know what he's doing he's not sure he gets mad at his guys he tries to pep talk his guys he he he, he's he gets angry enough that he's about to like slam his fist through megatron's face but he stops himself and then he's like we're gonna team up and we're gonna be bros and you're gonna hate me but we're gonna keep keep it going you know we gotta we gotta keep this gravy train going because we make money off the toys neither of us is gonna kill anybody else and we're gonna be doing this for a long time because we like chasing fucking cars like dogs or whatever (laughs) the fuck you know like and it's just kind of like i don't you know i'm I'm like he doesn't seem like he was ever one with the matrix in this and you know what else sorry this is just gonna dovetail into something that pisses me off and 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 maybe I'll make the mysterious voice on the line chuckle at this as well. You know what I'm mad about is we spent all this time trying to dissect, oh, Bumblebee's the wisdom of Alpha Trion protocols and all this other bullshit. None of that ever fucking comes up in this. There's no mention of Alpha Trion protocols. There's no channeling that ability. It's like the guy in fucking um, uh, that stupid fucking sci-fi show, um, The Sanctuary, where the first episode he's got super fucking detective skills where he's like, I will totally like, you know, know that you pooped on a, you know, toilet in Nebraska on Tuesday and you ate 40 burritos and and uh, you slipped on a fucking French fry in, you know, South Dakota or whatever. And the dirt on your uh, boot came from fucking Alaska uh, five weeks ago or whatever. <laughs> it's like, you can see all that just by looking. It's like, oh, I'm a super detective or whatever. And he's got this like super vision, whatever power that he, you know, it's like, that's how detective skilled he is. Right. And it's like, do they ever use that in the rest of the series? Never. Like, he well, never well, does that ever to be again. fair, to be fair. And I, I'm surprised I even remember this, but I think, 
If I'm not mistaken, Shockwave's like virus wiped that out in the last oh, episode. So it's, so it's gone. So yeah, like they, they shut it off. So like I guess Bumblebee can't use it anymore. So but... so so then Prime has to like But then so then we go back to wait, if the Alpha and Tri Alpha Trion protocols were the the wisdom, right? Like what 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 is the Matrix supposed to do now? And why does he have to be one with it? Like I'm just confused now because, like, before, like, to me, if it was the old canon, right, like, if it was the Sunbow thing, I would get it. If he's pulling a Rodimus, he's got to be one with the Matrix. He's got to go have a trip with, like, all the, the, the wisdom of the ancient leaders, and they can tell him how to track down the AllSpark. But, like, I thought that was separate from the Matrix. Like, the Matrix was just this, like, indication of leadership and had some kind of powerful energy within it or whatever. Like, but now it, I don't know. Okay. You want to move on to the last episode? Sure. Okay. So episode six, um, we jump back and forth again to, between the two, the Cybertron plot line and the space above earth plot line. Um, on the Cybertron side of things, uh, Alita and her team, uh, infiltrate the Decepticon base um, to and lay a bunch of time bombs there to you know destroy it. Uh, Alita sees some message from Double Dealer that it confirms that Optimus is still alive, but she gets taken down by Shockwave, who has like this stealth gimmick uh, and like can turn invisible and outfits all the remaining Decepticons with it. So they they take out like um, they they turn invisible and like kind of capture all the Autobots again. Above Earth, uh, the Decepticons, uh, the Nemesis, I forgot, the Nemesis's weapons are down, so they use the tractor beam to, like, pull the arc or, or pull themselves into the arc. So the Nemesis crashes into the arc. Um, the Decepticons, or some of them at least, board the Nemesis. Uh, they, they go to the bridge. Uh, the Autobots stage an ambush on the bridge and, like, defeat the Decepticons, I guess? Like, they all, like, hold them at gunpoint or whatever. While Optimus and uh, Megatron once again get separated. And, like, they have, you know, another fight. Um, Optimus gets the upper hand. He points his gun at Megatron. And but instead of killing him, <laughs> before he kills him, Optimus begs Megatron to forgive him. And, like, literally begs him to forgive him for doing this. And Megatron's like, what the fuck, bro? And at that moment, Cog, or Pog, walks in. And, like, he sees Optimus with a gun to Megatron's head. And he's like, Optimus, what are you doing? And Optimus is like, oh, get out of here, Pog. Like, this is between me and your mother. Like, like, oh. Like, so, <laughs> so, and what do you call it? Um, so, like I have a whole thing on this scene that I'll get to later, but, but in any case, um, the fortune shows up with Double Dealer and the mercenaries, and uh, it fires on the nemesis and the Ark, which are like kind of like entangled with each other right now. So, like the Decepticons and the Autobots still on the bridge have to team up to like, because they're both the Ark and the nemesis are basically dead in space, but their weapon, the nemesis's weapons still work. So, um. Oh, wait, like, this is what's so confusing about this last episode, because they play fucking musical chairs with all the ships and whatever. They send, we, Optimus sends Wheeljack and some other Autobots over to the Nemesis to take it over at the yeah. same time 
that Megatron and his team are trying to take the arc over. Yeah. We never see this. Like, like they're like there's one throwaway line of like dialogue where they're like, I hope Wheeljack accomplished his mission. And then the next time they see you see Wheeljack, he's in the control like chair, like on the bridge of the nemesis. Yeah, he's like, but, Yahoo, kid, you're all clear. Let's yeah, this right. thing and go home. So anyway, like the fortune comes in with Double Dealer and like hails like the bridge and Bumblebee like, you know, talks with Double Dealer. And it turns out it's not Double Dealer. It's Deceus, the Quintesson, who is controlling Double Dealer and wants to get like revenge on all of them so that she's going to destroy all of them in the Ark and the Nemesis. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Prime and Megatron and, and Pog were all like in that room together. Um, when Decius fires on the arc, it blows a hole in the hull. Um, Cog gets sucked out of the hull, but he manages to get to the fortune somehow. It like drifts through space and gets to the fortune and infiltrates the fortune. So he's playing musical chairs with the ships too. Um, Megatron defeats Optimus, uh, takes the Matrix from him, and walks off. Well, he's going to kill Optimus, but uh, Bumblebee, who is, again, like Derek said, the only one who learned his lesson from Ultra Magnus, shoots him in the back a bunch of times, and Megatron runs off with the Matrix. Um, Cog takes over the Fortune, manages to, you know, defeats Bug Bite and Exhaust, who are, like, I guess the only mercenaries left, and uh, holds Decius at gunpoint, but um, Wheeljack, who has taken over the Nemesis, shoots at the Fortune... And uh, the jolt, like, knocks Cog down. Decius, like, stabs him. Then uh, Cog is, like, left alone on the fortune while the nemesis is still firing on it. Uh, Bumblebee, like, they realize that the fortune has, like, a, I, I don't know, unstable reactor or whatever. So they're like, oh, no, we got to tell Wheeljack to stop shooting at the at the fortune from the nemesis. And I get the nemesis goes, I'm trying to, like, parse this out because it's confusing. Um the nemesis, I mean, uh, the, the fortune is going to go critical. Um, Wheeljack, Wheeljack's team of Autobots abandon the nemesis, go back to the Ark. Like, why didn't they? This doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, why, <laughs> why didn't they keep the nemesis? Like, uh. okay, in whatever case, the uh, ultimately the fortune explodes. And knocks, like, the Ark and the Nemesis into Earth orbit, basically. Like, they're going to crash onto Earth. That's where that plot line ends. Then, on Cybertron, um, the time bombs all eventually go off in the Decepticon base. Alita's still in there because Shockwave defeated her and, like, strapped her to a table, like, James Bond style. And um, everyone everyone else gets... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, everyone else gets pretty much caught in the explosion of the Decepticon base. And, like, that's where their plot line, like, ends up. And then the very last scene of the show is, like, all wreckage, like, raining down on Earth. And we see, like, a jung like a prehistoric sort of jungle. And, like, what, what is watching the, the wreckage, like, rain down on Earth? A velociraptor. And, you know, if you're a Transformers fan, you know who this is probably supposed to be. By the pit, how much of this drivel must I endure? And, like, the raptor watches the wreckage rain down on Earth, and, like, one of his eyes turns, like, all, like, robotic and optical to track the, de de uh, the debris falling. And that's where the show ends. So, yeah. <laughs> this, man, like, trying to, like, figure out, like, ugh, that final battle makes no fucking sense. No, not not really. Um, let me just 
the the only thing I'm gonna say that's probably nice about this episode, other than, uh, see, you know, what's funny is I I don't think Bumblebee learned his lesson because if Bumblebee learned his lesson, he actually would have like you know killed Megatron, but he didn't. And I was kind of surprised that Megatron got chased away by Bumblebee in the first place because he did the whole yeah you know, pew, pew, pew thing. And, and Doctor Doom, I must flee, runs away. From yeah, he him. runs away from Bumblebee, which makes no sense. Okay, so uh, the the two nice things I got two nice things. The the one nice thing is, you know, it doesn't sound like traditional. Like I remember the time on Cybertron, you know, Ironhide. But I kind of like the VA for Ironhide. Like he seems like a a pretty cool guy. Like I'd like to have a beer with Ironhide. I don't know why, but he seems like a cool guy. <laughs> he sounds a little young for. Yeah, yeah, he does. Like, he does. Yeah, he does sound young for Ironhide. Like uh, I mean, it doesn't sound like a traditional Ironhide, but he sounds like a, a cool dude. And and I always thought Ironhide was a cool dude, so kind of works for me in in that regard. The person who learned their lesson is Chromia. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, what's his face? Uh, what what's his name? Flywheels or like, like, Yeah, he's like. I helped you guys, bro! And she just fucking caps him in the head and is like, fuck you, and starts shooting motherfuckers. And I'm like, that's the only fucking person that learned her fucking lesson. Although, like, I did, I did like that. I thought that scene didn't pull any punches. However, like, my one gripe about that scene is Chromia can perfectly snipe everyone in the head there and shoot the restraints off the prisoners from that distance. But in a regular firefight, no one can hit shit. Yep. <laughs> yep. But, that, I mean, I do agree that was a good scene, though. Like, when she shot flywheels in the head, I was like, oh, that, that was actually pretty cool. Like, that, 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 that was something that I was wasn't only, expecting. It was the only good thing. I feel, I, I want to say I feel bad for Cog, but I had that Oz cognitive dissonance where people get raped in the ass with Cog because poor fucking Pog Cog. He, he, he goes to the fucking uh, Fool's Fortune. He takes out the, the, the mercenaries, and you're like, yeah, Cog, like, way to go, bro. And then he gets butt raped, like, by the fucking Quinnison. And I was just like, oh, man, Cog, poor Cog. Yeah, that was And I of... just couldn't. And Cog didn't learn his lesson because he should have just shot the motherfucker, but he didn't. So yep. that's on you, Cog. It's your fault. And he, he, got, it, he even got killed by like friendly fire, basically. Like, yeah. Jack's, like the nemesis, like kind of shot the fortune to pieces or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. Uh, and uh, <laughs> okay. Here's I got a really long like like scenario to throw at you guys like for, about this whole Optimus and Megatron fight scene, and I blame you guys for it because you put all this shit in my head after listening to all your Wonder Woman podcasts. So, uh, <laughs> like, Uh-oh. okay, listen. Optimus comes off in this scene with him and Megatron fighting as some, like, sexually frustrated submissive who needs to be punished by Megatron before <laughs> he, can, like, he can get off, basically. Because... He practically begs Megatron to forgive him for killing him, right? And like I said, like, and he's begging Megatron to like give it to him, basically. And then Cog walks in, and he's like, "It's like a kid walking in on his parents having sex or whatever." Because Cog is like, "Optimus, what are you doing? Like, Optimus, Daddy, what's going on?" Like, and Optimus is literally like, "Cog, get out of here!" Like. Don't look at me. Mommy anyway, and Daddy so, are doing kinky shit right now. So anyway, like Megatron finally downs Prime and he climbs on top of Prime and he gingerly undoes Prime's bra and he takes <laughs> the friggin' Matrix cherry out of Prime. Like 
that's what that scene fuck the subtext of that scene that came out to me like that was like and I don't I blame you guys for it because you put this shit in my head from listening to all your Wonder Woman podcasts I gotta log out I'm done I gotta log out like like Optimus even like wakes up after it's over and like Optimus is uh, Megatron's walking away with the Matrix and Optimus is like, "What did you do to me?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Bumblebee's like, "We were supposed to be uh, uh, walking you home, Optimus. I'm sorry." He's shooting away. Oh boy! And even like even Megatron when like he he holds. He has the fusion cannon to Prime's head, and yeah. it, like he's like, any last words? And I'm like, no, he doesn't have any last words. Whoa, shoot him! Shoot the motherfucker! Yeah, I don't understand this. They just, they just sit there. Like, uh. <laughs> and okay, and that that ship situation was like the freaking like Qui Gon's bet with Watto, like in Phantom Menace. It's like, okay, so like you know, the Decepticons go over to the Ark. Cog goes over to the Fortune. Wheeljack goes over to the Nemesis. Then Wheeljack goes back from the Nemesis to the Ark. Why didn't they keep the Nemesis? Like, they no. had... All, like, they, you won't! <laughs> they had all those guys on the Nemesis at gunpoint, and they just left them there? Like, But hey, Dinobot had little circuitry mabobbies in his eyeballs, Mike. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like every, everyone who loves Beast Wars can, you know... <laughs> do, yeah. I clapped. I, I clapped clap over I clapped, that. I clapped when I saw the blah, 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 in Dinobot's eyes, guys. Oh. I clapped. Here's another thing that annoys me. There's no reason for Bumblebee to be issuing orders if Prowl, Ironhide, Hound, RC, any of those guys are there. Like, there's no reason why Bumblebee should be in command. But he's Bumblebee, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it, like he's even, and no, this is like one of those another like stupid ass incompetent things that like that this production staff does, where you know when Bumblebee's like like after the end, where after he's finished coordinating everything, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Ironhide. Like, you should be in this chair. There's not even a fucking chair there. Like, like the, the command chair. Like, there's not. A, they didn't animate a chair there. There's no chair. Like, but then, but then Ironhide's like. It's cool, buddy, because that's Optimus's not chair. <laughs> that's Optimus's imaginary Link. chair. He's he's too busy being a submissive for Megatron down in the basement right now. <laughs> uh, forgive oh, me. What? He, why? <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> I don't. I don't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't say forgive me. He says to Megatron, "Now, like he's like, and I with this last terrible act, like I will end this war. Now say that you forgive me." Like, <laughs> that's the literal line. Uh, this okay. I'm just gonna say, you know, because you know, I'm a Hot Rod fan. Like this, all this stuff, like the entirety of this. Like Megatron Optimus thing, all these times he's had to, the opportunities he's had to kill him. Like, this should put to rest this whole, like, Hot Rod got Optimus killed thing, right? Because there's there's been, like, you know, 500 times where this could have all happened. Like, I, I, I think this, this whole meme of Optimus just blowing Megatron away in Transformers the movie, like, instead with this, it would have been like, Yo, baby, uh... <laughs> 
I want you to forgive me before I shoot you in the face. You know, it's like, what? Like, what, what is it? You weren't supposed to fucking, uh, uh, you weren't supposed like, to punish spoop. me, Megatron Sama. Like, is it is it is, is that like after you uh blow your load on one partner's face and you're like, oh, forgive God. me? That's what it freaking comes off as. Like, oh. <laughs> okay, and the other half of this equation, like, man, like, I freaking hate shock. Shockwave is awful in this show, like, he's. He's more incompetent Dude. than his sunbow self. Like, like okay, like, is this a nod to the Alita One like thing, or is it? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, first of all, he's got he's got friggin' invisibility. He sneaks up behind Alita, and then he doesn't do anything to her. He lets her use her his computer, and then he lets her plant all those time bombs. Then he finally defeats Alita after this long, fucking protracted, boring ass fight where Shockwave's doing all this kung fu shit, right? He defeats her. He drags her back into the thing. Uh, oh yeah, and, and Alita does this thing where she like whispers into her like communicator to Jetfire. She's like, "All right, like tell Omega Supreme and the Guardians to attack." And it's a trick because they don't actually have Omega Supreme and the Guardians. So, like, he drags her to his lab, and he pins her to the table, and he's like, like, call off the Guardians and Omega Supreme. Like, as if he couldn't just look outside and see there are no, like, thousand-foot robots outside, like, about to attack. And so he pins her to the table. He takes out, like, a scalpel. Like, he's gonna, like, do some surgery on her or whatever. And, um... Skytread or whoever, like, radios him, because they've got the other Autobots at gunpoint. And, like... Then Shockwave is like, oh, and he gets all frustrated, and he's like, on my way. And I'm like, why? Like, why do you have to be there? Like, just th have the Decepticons throw them in the cell. Like, what? why do you have to leave? Like, there's no reason to. Like, you're about to friggin', you know, torture Alita One. Like, there's no reason you have to leave. Anyway, he throws, he puts the scalpel right next to Alita One, so of course she can use it to, to escape. Like, she gets it in her teeth, and she drops it down to her hands like she's friggin' Batman or whatever. And, like, you know, uses it to try and pick her tackles <laughs> or just, whatever. I was just thinking, Shockwave's like, I need Sharpticons with freaking laser beams <laughs> <laughs> <in> their heads. <laughs> laser beams. Oh, yeah, and here's another stupid thing. He was <laughs> invisible and watching Alita 1 plant all those friggin' time bombs, and he still did all this shit while the time bombs were going or about to go off. You know what it reminded me of when all those guns were floating there? It was like that stupid shit when the Kingpin had his invisibility thing on Spider-Woman, and there's the big hunk of fucking ham that's, like, floating in the fucking space. And I'm kind of like, what's the point if the gun's not invisible? Like, you can... Just kick the dude. I don't, I don't <laughs> just shoot it. the gun. Like, yeah. First of all, gone. Wow. <laughs> like, wow, it's just floating there. How, where's the actual person? It's like, I'm assuming he's behind the gun. But It's know. like, did they forget that she was planting? Like, did the writers forget she planted a bunch of time bombs? And then, like, all the soldiers outside are like, oh, so what about the bombs? Like, you guys can't detonate them. And then Jetfire's like, they're on timers. Like, it's something that's unheard of. Like, dun, dun, they're dun, bombs. Dun. They're time bombs. <laughs> <laughs> and even, even like like all these bombs that Alita One put in Shockwave's friggin' lab and everything, they have giant visible timers. Like, oh my ah. Uh.
like my brain hurts from trying to like get cut get uh, through all the crap in this episode oh my god dude, but, i that's shit i hate but this dinobot had things in his eyes yep but dinobot <laughs> hey beast wars i'll clap for that oh, yeah boy. i mean you know i i know i'm making fun of it but but and you i think you mentioned this too so i think you're gonna agree with me but that dinobot looked pretty cool you know what's if, funny like, what's funny is, and I wrote it in the thread, is Dinobot looked great. Because, like, he, he, the last time we saw his raptor mode was in, like, 20-year-old CGI. And not even 20-year-old, like, 25-year-old CGI. And now CGI has come up to the point where his raptor mode actually looks, like, a lot better, like, in CGI. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, we I would say the CGI for the series as a whole is below par and like low budget for what you can do with CGI now. However, in terms of Beast Wars, it's like light years ahead. So. Right, right. But yeah. Oh my god, like Bolt situate like the whole musical chairs ship situation. Like they should have had like freaking Scooby Doo music playing where it'd be like, you know, <laughs> Scooby Dooby Doo and like Wheeljack and like Sideswipe and Mirage are like going over to the Nemesis, like looking for you. And like Megatron, his guys are going over to the Yard. Like it's you got some work to do, and then Cog's that, going over to the Fortune. Like you know, like, that, that's your that's your new mission. You need to put the the Scooby Doo when they like run with their legs. But that's when like Optimus Prime or uh, Megatron is running away after Bumblebee shoots him. It's like you know, he's running away. Oh my god! Uh, like nothing, uh, nothing about that makes sense. Like the Decepticons, what like the five of them that like board the Ark for whatever reason, like because I guess Megatron only brought ten Decepticons with him. Like they walk onto the bridge, they're like, "Where is everyone?" And they're like, and then they're like, "Oh, it must be a trap." And then, like, you know, they all get dogpiled and, like, you know, RC's got, like, Starscream in a friggin' headlock or whatever. And I'm like, what? Throw them? Why? Like, throw them in the brig! Like, and then, like, they're because Decius shows up in the fortune, they're all, for, like, Starscream's like, well, we've got to get the weapons working on this thing. Like, and then they have to work with the Decepticons on the bridge to, like, destroy the fortune. But at the same time, Wheeljacks and his team have, like, taken over the Nemesis. And you see, like, Sideswipe and Mirage, and he they've got, like, Astro Train and, uh, like, whoever else, like, another Reflector and Barricade, like, all at gunpoint. And then, like, the next time you see those guys, they're back on the Ark, and the Nemesis is free! And I'm like, wait! Like, you couldn't have kept the Nemesis? That's the working ship! Why did you get back to the broken ship? Like, what? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm done. I'm done ranting. Like, I, this episode made me mad. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't have anything more. I mean, I think. I think we've said our piece. I um, again. I think this is gonna be one of those things. I like. I said. I I binged it. I watched it. I'm never fucking watching it again. <laughs> it was. It was pretty atrocious, except for the Galatron shit. Mm-hmm. I think Justin, you were spared, as Derek said. Like, <laughs> yeah, you you've been spared. Although I, I feel like I'm making you watch that whole scene between Optimus and Megatron and seeing like I like I'm a big believer in like if you're a good writer, like you have to not only control 
the dialogue and like the attitude of your scene, but you have to control the subtext of your scene too. Like if there's like, you know, if there are two well-developed characters, like you have to understand like their relationship to each other and you have to control like the, the underlying like subtext between them. And like I said, the immediate subtext I got between Megatron and Optimus Prime <laughs> were that they were like spouses, like, like arguing about their sex life or something like it, it was like, oh, I, I don't like, know. Is that like when uh, Adam Driver was like arguing with Scarlett Johansson in yes, that one movie? Yeah, you know? it was Adam Driver. Like Megatron was Adam Driver and, and Optimus was like Scarlett Johansson. Like, <laughs> or the other way around. I don't know. But uh, I'm tempted to say that the, you, <laughs> Optimus was Scarlett Johansson because it's like, like I said, it's like Megatron, the way Megatron opens his chest, it's like he's undoing a bra or something. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> like when he opens it, he's like smiling at the Matrix. He's like, ah, the one boob. <laughs> so I'm glad I. <laughs> Maybe this is why that dude drew that picture of Optimus and Megatron getting married, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Where do you think they go from here? I mean, is it just a bunch more member berries? With well, like... they're sure. Well, they're sure as hell not going to animate any humans or anything in the next chapter. So unless they do like Chak and Una and like the cavemen or whatever. So it's it's going to be yeah. They're going to go to prehistoric Earth, meet the Beast Wars guys. They're all going to have stupid bad voices because obviously they're going to use all in-house talent probably. And, uh, yeah, Megatron's gonna, the MacGuffin will be the golden disc because Galvatron showed it to Megatron. And, uh, I don't know what'll happen. The Ark transforms because the Ark is now a... Yeah, uh uh-huh. Even though that That. makes no sense. Okay. Yeah. And we'll, we'll watch that and we'll talk about that and hopefully there won't be any kinky weird subtext to any of the scenes in that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so any, any final thoughts, Derek? Uh, no. I mean, I would. The only, I guess I'll say the only positive thing <laughs> that this show did for me is I ordered um the uh exclusive uh exhaust and bug bite toys off Amazon this past week because I realized I was like, oh wait, like they're gonna show up in a cartoon. Their prices are probably gonna go up like a lot soon, and I wanted to get them before so. I did order them like at, at cost at least. So okay. Okay. didn't get jacked up. Yeah. Episode five, you know, the, the Galvatron Megatron thing. I liked it. Um, like I said, the, the guy that got to do Ironhide is, is not too bad. I, I think a lot of the episode was a lot of hemming and hawing about stuff. And like the, the, the annoying thing is they don't do it when it's these cog pog repaint guys. Those guys get aced in like two seconds, but like, all this other stuff is just kind of hand wringing, namby pamby, like you know, nonsense. And like, and 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 then and then the, the 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 mental gymnastics that Mike has to go through to explain to you what happened, like, should establish like how head spinningly stupid, like the the actual mechanics of what is transpiring in the episodes are like like it's ridiculous so yeah all right then uh derek why don't you uh do our usual spiel if you have any comments concerns you can email us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com 
If you want to check out the backlog of episodes and you don't have a golden disc, go on to fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. You can check out all the backlog of episodes of Transformers Tuesdays there. You can direct download them. We are also on all kinds of social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, retweets that we receive. We can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify. We're now on Amazon Music, so you can check us out there. We are on Apple Podcasts, so you can also check us out there as well. Thank you, Derek. So this is Mike saying, please, I can literally not achieve an erection unless you forgive me. (laughs) This is Derek. If only I had five other faces to cut off, I would, signing off. We, we, we have reached consensus, though. This is a piece of shit. Yes, we had, this is consensus, yes. We didn't have to saw... <laughs> we, we had to saw off Justin's face, but we reached consensus. <laughs> yep. Toasty! Toasty! <laughs> <laughs> I like, like how Derek like starts to say something, then he thinks better of it, and then he tries to start again and thinks better of that too. Like <laughs> it's it's like they 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 took that whole like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna entice like new people to watch this, like, and then they just fucking they're like, let's drink from the fucking member berry fire hose. You know, it's like, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was funny. Uh, I did either of you read that uh, article about all the Easter eggs in like Earthrise or no that were not posted? Like, well, it's funny because they mentioned like, and I didn't like, I didn't occur to me, and it's probably not exactly this, but like someone pointed out like, hey, the fact that Bug Bite is in this means that it's like a GoBots Transformers crossover because Bug Bite is a GoBot, like. And it technically, like, it probably doesn't count for this continuity, but technically, like, the bug bu- Transformers bug bite is the same character as Gobot's bug bite. Like, he's a dimension yeah. hopper. Yeah. So it's like, technically, that's a Gobot in the Transformers universe. But, I mean, it's probably, you know, they just, you know, they used him because he's a bumblebee. They could just repaint. That was another bad part about that, like, musical ship scene. Because right after they say... Like, oh, I hope Wheeljack's doing his part. They cut to a scene of Bug Bite and Exhaust. And, like, if you don't know who Exhaust is, you're just like, oh, is that Wheeljack? Because it's a differently colored Wheeljack. I just want to say that if you like this show, you're a bad person. (laughs) (coughs) I'm just like, you know, you may not consider yourself a bad person, but trust me, you are.